Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What's up, baby? How are we doing today? It is Wednesday, and this is such a weird week. One, just because of what we had to go through with the 49ers being a fan and that abysmal, there we go through the word out there, game. But it's also weird because, one, Monday night football game, that's awesome. That should be celebrated. And (laughs) let me just put this out there. The 49ers have the second most... Monday night football wins. Second most in the NFL behind the Steelers, who just got their Monday night football win, uh, given uh, helped by the refs completely against the Bears. But if the 49ers win this week, we reclaim and tie that number one spot. Do I expect that to happen? Not so much. But moving forward, that is the theme of today's show. Moving forward, we still have nine games left. We played eight. We got nine left. We're not even halfway through yet. So as long as this season has been, and believe you me, I've aged. Um, I have several more grays, several more wrinkles, and that's okay. Because the, how do you say this? The, the character that this brings to a fan base, I think is important. And, you know, if you're involved anywhere on social media, it's fire this person, get rid of those people, let's do all this. And usually that happens whenever fan bases start to lose. That, that, we're, not, we're not alone to that. Uh, thank you, Luke. He says, stay faithful. Um, hashtag CC. What's up, man? Uh, just gave away a jersey last episode, two episodes ago. Um, so that's there. We're going to be get, doing giveaways again. We're approaching, man, I think 450th episode. Um, it, it, man, we, we are... Just climbing up as far as numbers go. I love it. Thank you, Luke, for the gift. But but the idea is this. You have to st- – you got to play football. You got to play football. Nobody expected the Titans to go out there and just blow the Rams up without Derrick Henry. Uh, nobody expected the Bills to get blown up by the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Last week was kind of a game 
or a week of just upsets. A lot of things people didn't see. Anybody see what happened to the freaking Dallas Cowboys? Good Lord. What happened to the 49ers was bad too. We got beat by JVT. The NFL's weird. It really is weird. It's by far one of the weirdest sports that it just doesn't go as planned a lot of times. Should the Rams beat us? 100%. Are they the better team than we are? Yeah, they are. Can the 49ers win? Oh, 100%. Um, it's not even close, man. Uh, what's up, Ben? All the way from Australia. Gosh, man. Uh, really appreciate the kind words, man. Really appreciate you joining us from down under. I would, I almost did an Australian accent, but uh, being that I'm from Texas and I don't speak English properly, it was just going to be awful. Uh, probably would have been like a hate crime or something. So I, 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 I kept it out of my love and respect for you, Ben. Um, and Arturo, I, I'm with you right here. Is it too far-fetched to think the 49ers can beat the Rams Monday night? No, it's not. They can. But will they is a different thing. And, you know, I'm going to throw this in as well. We're going to do a preview episode Saturday or Sunday because we're, we're it's a different week this week. So I'm not sure when I want to get that one out or not because part of me says, man, I really want to do an episode Sunday just because. Um like just staying in that habit of always having episodes out on Sunday, I think is important. But then at the same time, I'm like, look, if you're the 49ers moving forward, obviously you're going to game plan. You're going to do all those things. That is not what is important right now. What's important right now is 100% just getting stuff done. That's it. You don't need to worry about other teams. You don't need to worry if they're quarterback or tackle. No, no, no. Everything is internal. That is everything right now. You're three and five. You definitely have underperformed. Um, a lot of your studs haven't been studs. You've got to check yourself. Now, let, let's turn to George Kittle, which was awesome having him back. Over 100 yards receiving and touchdowns first game back. Obviously, the fumble. But he was asked about the mood of the team after the loss. And I think that this is kind of key. This is George Kittle. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely disappointed. Uh, I mean, it's tough when you turn the ball over twice uh, early on when you're moving the ball. Uh, after explosive plays, so I mean that kind of just kills the team. Uh, it doesn't help our defense out at all. I think we started like we had like a couple three and outs just to start it off. Defense, I mean, that's tough for them. It's a lot of ball early. Uh, as an offense, we have to execute better. We have to take care of the football. Um, man, that's all it is. And um, you know the combat disappointment. We get another opportunity next week, uh, and I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, this one's going to suck for about you know 24 hours. You got to move on from it. It's a long season. We still got nine games left, so. Uh, you know, if you just dwell on this one for the next, you know, week, it's just going to put us in a bigger hole. So, uh, you know, take it, uh, take this loss and just got to move on to the next one. I, I think a lot of good things in there, but one of the things I want to focus on is turnovers, you know? And so part of this is, all right, what's the 49ers issues? They're numerous. How do you fix those things moving forward? And if there is one thing that I could fix, which is probably one of the hardest things to control. It's turnovers. George Kittle lost a fumble this week. It was his first lost fumble in his career. And you think about all the plays that he has made, his first one. He's only lost one. But if you look at just the numbers, okay? So we're going to look at this collectively as the season. Then we're going to look at this individually with games, all right? So this is what's important, collectively, offensively. The 49ers have lost 14 turnovers in eight games, okay? So those are Nick Mullins' numbers, like that bad, averaging almost two turnovers a game. That ranks 27th in the NFL. So we're at the back end, bottom five there. Defensively, we have forced five turnovers in eight games. That is 30th, third worst. 
Now, obviously, those numbers, minus 9 on the season, that's a big deal. That is the number one truest indicator for why we are where we are, especially whenever you look at all those games that were one-score games, which was the majority of all 49ers' losses before last week. All one-score losses, every one of them before last week. <laughs> Colt McCoy, you know, doing his thing. Um, and so you have to fix that. And turnovers make it hard to win. I'm not the only one that believes that. Uh, not really. Um, we did have a good week of practice. All the energy and everything was there uh, through all week. Um, we just had some minor mistakes. A little. Uh, we had three turnovers on offense, and it's kind of hard to win that way. It's hard to win that way. And again, like if you look at just the games of the 49ers and their wins losses, right? So let's let's do this in a way that. Again, let's micro this, right? So we look at the three wins, okay? We got three wins. We lost the turnover ratio against the Lions by one. We gave up one turnover. Um, sorry, no, we gave up two turnovers. We forced one. But we were still able to hang on and win, okay? Eagles, guess what? No turnovers. That was even. That was a zero. And then you go to the Bears. Guess what? We forced one, gave up zero. We had a plus one turnover ratio. So whenever the turnover ratio is negative one, zero, or positive one, we got three wins. Now let's look at that. And again, that means we have a negative nine turnover ratio in our five losses. And that's kind of the thing that, that's key to me, okay? We lose to the Packers. We were negative two turnover ratio. We lose to the Seahawks. We were negative two turnover ratio. We lost to the Cardinals the first game. We were even. We each had one turnover each. It was so close. We got so close. That fourth and one is what it came down to. But again, it shows you if we're just even in the turnover ratio against probably the best team in the NFL right now, the Cardinals, when they had everybody with Trey Lance, first start in his career, we almost won that game. Why? Turnovers didn't hinder us, right? Now we go to the Colts. Yeah, ooh. We had four turnovers. They had two. Sloppiest game ever, but we were negative two, and we lost the game. Then you go to the Cardinals. Guess what? We were negative three. That was the worst performance all year. Turnover ratio reflects success in the scoreboard. That's just what it does. I mean, even as a coach, you know, okay, so John Chapman game days. Players got all their equipment the day before. That way, everything's ready. Mentally, you just focus on your assignment whenever you come in from classes. Again, it's high school, so it's different. Always write down keys to the game, right? Like, these are the things we're focusing on. Turnover is going to be in my top two every single time, whether it's protect the ball, attack the ball, get the ball, something along those lines. It, it's that impactful. And across the NFL, if you're positive in the turnover ratio, then guess what? You're in the winning column. That's just all there is to it. It changes everything. Now, okay, what do we do moving forward? Man, you, you, you don't have to go far. You look at the Rams game, if you watched it Monday night, versus the Titans, there's only one reason why the Titans won. Because they forced so many turnovers. Pick six, all that stuff. Stafford was rattled, blah, 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 blah. Rams are a damn good football team. I don't think anybody disputes that. They got slacked. They got beat like we got beat by the Cardinals. I want to be honest with you. That's how bad they got beat. So you, you have to... You got to figure that out. And <laughs> the bad part is this. We forced a turnover in the game against the Cardinals. Probably it would have changed the outcome. Nick Bosa knocks the ball out, literally hits Fred Warner in the hands, and then he lets it go. Um, and that, that's just kind of part of it. And, and it hurts. It hurts bad. 
Um, now, there's a couple other things I want to get into. Some personnel issues. Obviously, we got to talk about Kyle because that's all over the place uh, with what's going on there. But before we do, just want to say thank you to my bookie as always. More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With the double your funds, you can then double your action. More importantly, double your wins. So, getting in on the action's never been easier. I can bet all my favorite currencies as well, including cryptos. So, with the extra, with the, all that extra scratch, why not get in on the best matchup of the week at my bookie? Huge Monday Night Football game we're gonna be talking about all week uh, with the 49ers and the Rams. Holy cow, it's gonna be crazy! But don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag today to redeem your double deposit bonus. All you have to do is use my promo code 49ers, 49ERS. That's it. Receive your double deposit instantly. That's promo code 49ers so that you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Let, let's move into Kyle John Lynch talk because... This is kind of, I mean, it's trending on Twitter like the last couple of days. What do we do with this situation? Okay. Now, a couple things. Let me say this. And very important you understand and hear me. This isn't necessarily my own personal opinions. I'm explaining the situation that is within the 49ers organization from my perspective. All right. So again, toss this out. If you disagree with it, argue with me. Let's go. Let, let, let's deal with this. Kyle Shanahan has sucked this year. There's no doubt about it. My biggest critique of Kyle Shanahan is who he plays and or does not play. It's not in play scheme. I just did, you know, an hour plus going through the entire offensive film. I threw that up on Patreon. You want to go watch that? Uh, Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's the place to get that. That's available right now. And I walked away from the game offensively saying, all right, definitely not the best offensive game where we have 17 points. Uh, so not the best offensive game, but we didn't lose that game because the offense. We lost that game because the defense. There's no doubt about that. A again, I'm not trying to get Kyle off the hook. Kyle has sucked this year. You look at what we have put up offensively, just statistically, okay? We're 18th in points scored, so average, a little below average. 13th in total yards, a little above average. Like, you go all the way down the line, everything's average. It's just what it is. 13th in passing yards. Um, 19th in passing touchdowns. Yeah, we're top, we're number six in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. Kyle's always really high on that. 14th in rushing yards. Sixth in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. 13th in yards per rush. Like, we're average across the board till you get to third downs. Third downs, we are 30th. That is trash. Offensively, like, yeah, we're an average team. Which, why was Kyle hired? You know, Benjamin Solak put this out uh, in an article that was really, really good. I thought it was great, very well written. And I appreciate everybody that shares all these articles with me and like, hey, John, you should talk about this. Uh, I love that. And I, I felt like he did a really good job in the fact that he outlined, look, why was Kyle Shanahan the preferred coach? We weren't the only ones that wanted him. A lot of other people wanted him. We got him. And I feel still lucky to get him. I really, really do. And I'm glad Kyle Shanahan's our coach. Does that mean he's been good this year? Hell no, he hasn't. Does that mean he's been good with his, you know, majority of his career at the 49ers? Hell no, he hasn't. But the offense is good. I'm not, I'm not mad with that, with what we have. Here's what I'm mad about. I'm mad about the personnel decisions within our roster. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm mad about the draft. Okay, that's cool. I'm not mad about that. I'm not. 
Draft is 50-50. That's just what it is for every single team. At least we ain't the freaking Raiders. Ugh. They had three first-round picks. And they're all a waste. All a waste. They traded Khalil Mack for basically Josh Jacobs straight up is how that played out. Like they're, they're, Drafting is difficult. We, we've got some hits. We've got some misses. That's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad about the 53 men you have on your roster and how you use them accordingly or don't use them. You have Mike McGlinchey, okay, average right guard. I don't even think Mike McGlinchey's bad. I think that the negative plays at Mike McGlinchey are way worse than the average right tackle. The positive run blocking of a right tackle, Mike McGlinchey is way better than the average whatever. But the the he just ruins series. That's just what he does every single game he starts. It's what he does, whatever. But whenever Mike McGlinchey went down, I, I think this is the biggest, I, I don't know, negative that's happened to Kyle Shannon since he's been coach here. This is me personally. The worst decision he's ever had is when Mike McGlinchey went down and you sent out there Tom MFR Compton. Now, he might be an amazing man, and I hope he is. It's not his fault. This is Kyle's fault. This is Kyle's fault. This is Kyle's fault. Why would you do that? <laughs> Any chance the 49ers have coming back in that game was ruined by that one single decision. Now, they asked him about this after the game, and let's let Kyle, uh, here we go. They asked him about Jalen Moore, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Is Compton over Moore just because Moore's been playing on the left? Or... Uh, yes. Is that, is that something you'll consider moving Jalen over if this is a long-term thing for Mike? Uh, yeah, something we'll consider. And it's so dismissive. And again, you just got your ass drummed and the fan base is pissed. You're not going to be excited. Man, after games where you have lost, that's when people want to talk to you. People don't want to talk to you when you win games. That's not what it is as a coach. When you lose, everybody wants to talk to you. It's just the way that it goes. So the fact that your swing tackle, oh, you don't even have a swing tackle. You have a backup left tackle, Jayla Moore, who was awesome. I'll show you a clip here in a second. Then you got Tom Compton, who's not even a tackle. He's a guard for the majority of his career. You put him out there, it gets obliterated. You can't be shocked at that. He was obliterated all the time through last year. Got obliterated through training camp. Got obliterated through uh, preseason. It's not a shock to anybody. Tom Compton knew he was going to get steamrolled. Whatever. Why won't you train somebody on both sides? It's a lack of personnel decision. It's a lack of foresight. Oh, man, if somebody goes down, every team in the NFL has a swing tackle. Except us. Now, here's a clip from Jalen Moore just showing what he can do in pass protection. Pass protection. Let's watch the rookie. Ooh, nice kick slide. Man, he anchored well. Uh, initially, you know, a little bit too much of a back bend, which you don't like to see a little too high at the point of contact for Jalen Moore. Right there. But look at him anchor. You know, reestablish his feet and get down. Very good. The dude could play. And in the game that he came back for, you know, Trent Williams misses the game. We put in Jalen Moore. Man, no issues. He went great. But again, as a rookie, he showed promise and potential. And I think that's what's important. It's so much promise and potential that Kyle Shanahan says, you know what? Tom Compton, 
who shows no promise, has never had any potential, it is very, very old. If we drop Tom Compton right now, he would never play again in the NFL. Ever. Ever. He's not the only one that you could say that about. Drake Kirkpatrick, Josh Norman, number 27. I mean, you can go on and on and on. It's not a one-person thing. Um, thank you, Ultimate Report. He says, Josh, have a great show as always. I really appreciate that. Um, and so, like, you've got to make that transition. McGlinchey's gone. That dude tore his quad. Holy shnikes, man. That is not a very fun uh, injury, to say the least. I feel so bad for that guy. I really, really do. That's got to be painful. Uh, he's got to be out for a while. Um, just not good. It's bad. But you got to move on as a football team. You don't. There's no moving on, moving forward, right? The title of this show. You don't move forward with Tom Compton. That's not what that is. That is a weight around the ankles and you're trying to swim. That That's Tom Compton. And I'm not trying to be mean to the guy. I'm trying to be mean to the decision-making to put somebody in a position of success. Again, as a coach, right? What is the coach's job? To put people in positions of success so that the team can enjoy success. The sum is greater than the parts themselves, right? So you try to bring that together. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you, you just ruined the sub. <laughs> the formula doesn't work. And now you know that. Now, how arrogant is Kyle going to be with this moving forward? I don't know. Um, question right here from uh, Faithful Forever. Is Kyle losing the locker room? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, and again, like, let's talk about the locker room now. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about who the hype man is. Who is in charge of that locker room for pumping people up? Listen to uh, Jimmy G. This, this answer... It's one of those things, like, if you read the transcript of this video, you would think one thing, but whenever you see the emotion or lack thereof or energy with the words, you get a different outcome. So try to pay attention. If you're not watching this on YouTube, that's okay. But, like, pause whatever you're doing, pay attention, because, like, again, be critical of this, not necessarily in a bad way, but I don't think I'm the only one that feels this way. Here's Jimmy G on who the hype man is for the offense. Uh, I think it's a group of us. I think, you know, obviously I, I do what I can uh, on the sideline. Just It was really about, you know, we went through the lull in the beginning and it was about having guys stay in the game. You know, there's a lot of football left. We were down, whatever, 17 early and we were only in the second quarter, I think. And it was just guys had the right mindset and we, we started to scratch back into it, but it just didn't, uh, it didn't last. And then we had a couple, you know, three and outs, things like that. And it's just uh, it's tough when you get behind like that early. And so, you know, I think we got a good group of uh, leaders on offense, though, that, that handle that. He almost put me to sleep, bro. Um... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS 
for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I I get it. You know, (laughs) 10 plus years as a coach, you have teams where you can turn to a player and say, hey, correct this for the team. Hey, address so and so in this way. And you've had I've had teams where it's just like, look, man, I gotta talk to every single player individually because there's nobody that can say, Hey, knock that shit off. There, that doesn't exist. Like if you don't have that, you don't have anybody to kind of get everybody in line, right? It's 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 not good. In the 49ers, I think George Kittle is that. It's kind of hard whenever it's his first game back. It's definitely hard whenever he fumbles on the second drive of the game. Then, like, hey, dude, like, don't tell me what to do. You just turn the ball over, right? Like, that starts to happen. Do I think they've lost the locker room? I don't. Who's the best player on this team? It's Trent Williams. Trent Williams ain't that guy. That's just not who he is. You can't ask somebody to be something they're not. And we we don't have that. That that doesn't exist yet. So, you're fine. You can still move forward and do that. But whenever you stack losses like this 49ers team has, right? I mean, if you look at... The last six games, we're one and five. That hurts. It hurts the pride. It hurts morale. It hurts all those things. Is Kyle Shanahan losing this locker room? No, I don't. I don't think so. That I've been a part of teams that where the head coach has lost the locker room. This ain't it. It's not it. They're they're still fighting in there. They're they're still there. They're still playing. They're NFL, whatever else. And especially like this week with Monday Night Football, you're playing against the Rams. All this stuff. Like there's. The people, they're, they're professionals. They're going to be just fine. Now, to the people that keep saying, like, okay, Kyle needs to go, whatever else, fire Kyle, whatever. And it's not you guys. I feel like you're much more even-tempered. <laughs> um, and I appreciate that about you guys. And a lot of that's because we spend time together, right? Like, I'm not the hot-button guy. Maybe some people think I am. But here's things to remember with, with Kyle and Shanahan, okay? With Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They have four and a half years left on their contract. Four and a half years. Remember, they just signed that six-year extension right after the Super Bowl. They have four and a half years left on their, their contracts. Next up, Trey Lance and the lack of development of Trey Lance is an issue, okay? Now, he's 21 years old, youngest quarterback in the league, whatever else. But I'm telling you this right now. The ownership, the Yorks, approved the trade-up for Lance. Okay, that, that's one thing. But if it was just that, whatever, you can't really do much with that information. Also, they approached this, and they were honest from the start. They want to trade up for Lance, but they want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay? Those two pieces of information together tells a story. This was always going to be a long-term thing. Now, the issue where it went haywire is they thought Jimmy would be able to win games. Right? Jimmy hasn't been able to win games with this defense. Jimmy's been all right the last two weeks. Defense has been the worst in the NFL the last two weeks. Jimmy's not a person that can overcome those things. Jimmy needs to play with the top 10 defense if he's going to win games consistently. That's just what it is. 
So if there is going to be an issue there, that's where the issue may arise. Hey, we're fine keeping Jimmy as long as we were winning and competing. We're not winning and we're not competing. Therefore, we're, we're fine with the slow development. Now it's time. Now, hopefully the Yorks are good enough owners. They keep their mouths out of it. They haven't done that very well in the past. Um, but it does seem like things are fine um, and that they are supporting their head coach and GM. And I think that's their job. Now, here's part number three of this. Kyle will get the opportunity past this year, 100%, to develop and use Trey Lance. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. And I think he deserves that. I really, really do. So even the person that is like the most anti-Kyle person out there, Grant Cohn lovers, whatever else, I don't care. I'm telling you right now, he has built up enough to with his Super Bowl run, with the locker room, getting along with the GM, the culture, whatever else. He has built that up enough to get next year. Kyle's not getting fired this year, guys. And, and again, let's say we finish the season 5-13. and 13. Yeah, I think the seat's going to heat up a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit less roster control, something along those lines, I, I whatever. Kyle will be here next year. That's just all there is to it. I'm telling you that right now. He spent so much to go get Trey Lance. He's going to get time for Trey Lance. He's going to get time. So no matter what, Kyle's not getting fired. Even if, let's say the change takes place next week, which my prediction was week 11 from the start. That's when I thought uh, Trey Lance would get his start. If that happens, boy, you know I'm going to be pulling... Pulling the old freaking <laughs> Chapman train, whatever, because I don't know, man. This is the, I didn't see it going this way. I thought that we would be exact opposite, inverted where we are. I thought we'd be five and three at this point, winning close games, not losing them, just a decent team. Trey Lance is starting to progress, and then you put him in, and then, you know, everything goes smoothly. He's had time to develop all those things. But it's been awful how he has got no place. That That's, again, Number one, when you put Tom Compton out there, that was just a huge kick in the gut. Number two, Trey Lance getting zero snaps. I'm not saying he should start right now, but, man, give him a series. Give him a couple plays like you were doing early on in the year. That should take place, and we're just not doing it. And then here we go. Let's bring it to conclusion. All of the draft misses, personnel decisions, losing records, whatever else, none of that means anything if... Trey Lance pans out at all. Trey Lance doesn't have to be Mahomes. He doesn't have to be Josh Allen. That's not what he has to be. He just has to be decent. Above average. If he does that, I'm telling you right now, Kyle Shanahan's going to get an extension. That's, that's going to happen. Because the promise and the potential is there. It's there. And is there anybody, again, some people might disagree with this. Go back to our rankings, whatever else. I don't care. Kyle Shannon is a pretty damn good offensive mind. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Might not be a good head coach. But if you develop a young quarterback and compete, quarterbacks, uh, coaches stay. That's just all there is to it. So wherever it is, you fit. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter. He's sticking around. Greg. Oh, what's up, Greg? I love this guy. I appreciate the support, man. Greg, uh, got a, one of the best dudes ever in Chicago. It was awesome hanging out with you and your family. You are the best. He says this. Uh, is it more due to the fact that Kyle is more player-friendly, which he is, than butt-kicking? Again, what is your personality? Don't be something you're not. Don't be something you're not. Um, and that's kind of who Kyle is. 
And so, again, he goes on. Greg says this, and then there isn't that player leader that is going to call his teammates out. I think they've had a lot of player meetings, right? And, man, this is probably one of my favorite clips of the year. This is from Fred Warner, Greg, and I think it kind of addresses this. This is him preaching. This was after two weeks ago, the loss, before the Bears win. Listen to Fred Warner in the – this is it. You can call people out. You can have player meetings, all that. At the end of the day, something got to change, and it starts with you. Uh, you know, I think uh, this league is, is so, like, you know, there's there's the majority of the teams are in the middle of the pack, right, where you're 3-2, and two, you're 2-3. Two and three. Uh, There's very, very few teams who are undefeated. You know, Cardinals are obviously the only undefeated team. Uh, it all comes down to just one or two plays, you know, in each game. Uh, you know, so we could very well be, we could be one and four, we'd be four and one. We could, you know, there's a lot of places we could, we could be, but where are we? What's reality? We're, we're two and three. Um, you know, so how do we move from here? I think our mind, you know, our minds got to, got to speed up. You know, we got to have that championship mentality. Every time we step in between the white, it's got to mean something to you. Um, you know, I, we have everybody that we need. We're not we're not looking outside to try and get somebody different. Uh, we have everybody that we need. We just need our guys, you know, and it starts with me. We need everyone to, to buy in, to recommit, um, and play their best ball because that's, that's what we need to be able to win games, win big games, um, and just be consistent. That's that's what – when you win – we nobody was talking about Kyle last week, guys. Nobody. Why? Because you beat – one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Bears. Winning cures all. And whenever you lose, it stacks. It stacks. Go get those W's. Now, you look at the schedule. Yikes. Uh, you got the Rams, obviously, at home, which the 49ers have been awful at. I think we're 0-9 now. Uh, the last nine home games, I think we're 1-12. Then you travel to Jacksonville. That's a very winnable game. Then you got Minnesota Vikings, which might be for that seventh playoff spot. We're one game out of the playoffs. Like, oh, my gosh. How bad is the NFC? Uh, this is the the problem. <laughs> Here we go. Let's let's spit it this way. Let's say there's still just six teams that get into the playoffs instead of the seven under the new CBA. Forty dollars would basically be completely eliminated. Okay, they would be out of it. They, like again, you just look at the standings of it, right? If there were just six uh, top six seeds, let's see here. What's the sixth seed? Five and three. The Saints would be there. And if that was the case, we'd be two full games out with, what, four teams ahead of us. Like, it'd basically be, okay, the season's almost over. Then you would be like, all right, season's over. Let's make that transition. But here's the problem with seven games. We're one game out of the playoffs. The Atlanta Falcons. Ugh. Gross. The Atlanta Falcons are ahead of us. So, like, you look at, oh, man, this just makes me sick to my stomach how poor quality this is. All right? Falcons are the seventh seed right now. They're in the playoffs. We play them. The Vikings are ahead of us. They're three and five. We play them. Seattle Seahawks are ahead of us. They're three and five. We play them. You win those three games and, you know, just the Jags or something. Other, like, you're in the playoffs. It's quite possible that an eight-win team, an eight and ten team gets into the playoffs. It's going to happen. Maybe not this year. Like, it's it, so, what, what's the goal, right? Do you want to be an eight and ten team in the playoffs? Yeah, you want to be in the playoffs. But gosh, man, it's just gross. <laughs> it's it's just gross. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, Sin, what's up, girl? Always great to see you. Do you believe Trey will pan out? Yes, I do. I really, really do. The kid's twenty-one. 
And, you know, you just wait three years and see where he is at 24, which is when a lot of quarterbacks come out. Like, he's got time. I I don't want to rush him out there. I really don't want him starting right now. Not with this O-line. Not if Tom Compton's out there. I don't want that. But I do want him getting some work. Yeah, I still believe in Trey. There's been nothing that I have seen where I'm like, ooh, maybe we should question this. No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist for me. I, I still firm believer in Trey. Now, I wish he got more work, and I wish we could see more, but go back to, good Lord, we saw in the preseason, right? We saw in training camp repeatedly where he was just hitting these bombs to Trent Sherfield, working with the twos, and just, like, opening up the playbook and throwing deep down the field and all these. Like, he has that. He's got the mobility. He's got the mindset. He's got the work ethic. Just going to take time, unfortunately. Uh, he's just a little too ripe right now. That's just what it is. Greg, uh, he says, I love all pro Fred. He answers the press with the right words. But did you feel that after the game he had emotional desire to move mountains? It wasn't the best Fred game. Uh, Greg, I'm with you there. And, you know, going through the film, which we did last episode on here. So, um, you know, if you want to go back and watch every single defensive play, we put that out there for you. That's there. Go watch it. Not Fred Warner's best game. There's no doubt about that. Not Fred Warner's best game. Do I still think that he's Pro Bowl level linebacker this year? Yeah. All pro? No. Uh, he has not shown that. So you got to change that. You got to change that. Now, man, speaking of this, uh, excited about this one. Uh, I've, I've talked about this a little bit, the rush hour. Um, this is a bonus episode that's going to be more NFL related. Uh, it's going to start off with 49ers and then move to NFL. That's coming up soon. And again, if you want to get that, you got to go to Patreon. Here we go. Guys, excited to announce a brand new kind of movement within the podcast itself, and that's called the Rush Hour. This is something I can't take credit for this. People have been emailing and asking for me to do some non-49ers content, okay? So here's what's going to happen. We're going to be doing bonus podcast episodes. The first 15 to 20 minutes, still going to be Niners focused. But the second half of the rush hour is going to be more broad topics in the NFL. Power rankings, tracking rookie uh, quarterback development, seeing schemes and some tendencies, perhaps that's changing across the NFL. Uh, Coverage-based things, things like that. So the only place to get this is bonus coverage is going to be over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, search for 49ers Rush Podcast. It's the only place it's going to be. Um, now, again, not taking anything away. This isn't taking the place of our regular programming. This is just trying to provide more value for the community that supports the podcast and is helping us to become a, kind of what we want it to be. So, uh, so best way to support the podcast is always on Patreon. So if you want a little bit extra NFL broad with some 49ers focus at the start, that's the place to get it. The Rush Hour is going to be kind of a bi-weekly thing over on Patreon. Support the show. Support the program so we can keep creating more for you. Thank you guys for all the support as always. Look forward to seeing you there. So the the first episode of the Rush Hour is going to be out in the week this week. Um, and I'm going to be doing uh, mid-season awards, going through picking all pro teams, offense, defense, MVP, things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to start it off with a few uh, 49ers superlatives, right? Some awards that we can give out based on that. And then I'm going to move across the NFL. That's what I've got going up over there. So if you want that, again, patreon.com. Uh, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Best way to support the show. And... Man, Mr. Superfly, this isn't about the Niners, but who do you got winning the Super Bowl? I bet big on the NFC West. 
uh, with my bookie. Like, I bet big. The NFC West to win the Super Bowl, and I feel pretty confident about it. I thought it was going to be the Rams and 49ers up front, but turns out it's the Cardinals and 49ers up front. Uh, sorry, Cardinals uh, for Rodians, like, and Rams up front. Um, so I still believe the NFC West is by far and away the best. Packers are good. Uh, not great. Tampa Bay, complete team for sure. And, you know, they're 6-2. They just get in the playoffs. They're going to be a problem with everywhere. The problem is you look over to the AFC, man, there's there's a lot of decent teams, but all of them have major, major, major flaws. And so I, I just – I'm not a believer of any team in the AFC. Like, that, the sad thing is, man, some people might laugh at me. If I had to pick one team out of the AFC right now that I would want in, like, a one-on-one -on -one game, I'd pick the Chargers. And they've got some flaws, but – Dude, I love the way the Chargers. I love the. I love the way they play games. Now they play down to their opponents, but I think the Chargers are a pretty damn good team. But Tennessee, they got some major issues. Baltimore, good lord, man, they. That's a one half team every time. So there's a lot of issues there. But yeah, you look at the NFC West. Nobody's missing anything. Uh, <laughs> nobody's. Is that a Jerry Sloan reference, Luke Luna? Good lord! Uh, I knew I love you. I, I knew I loved you, bro. Uh, <laughs> got the Utah Jazz coming in there. You know, one of my buddies. Uh, anyway, quick story. He sent me a picture a couple months ago of him meeting up uh, with the all-time assist leader, and I was like, "Oh no way! How cool is that, man?" Uh, shout out to the Utah Jazz there. But you guys are awesome. We got a lot of more content. This Sunday is going to be different. There's no Niners football this Sunday. So I guess my question is, would it be better to do the traditional Saturday episode like we usually do? Or should I do a Sunday morning episode before the NFL kicks off? So it'd be, I guess it'd probably be around like 9 o'clock. So throw that in the comments, which you would prefer. Um, and I guess, you know, whatever we get the most votes on, that's what we'll transition to. But again, if you want to go back and watch the breakdowns, we've loaded both those up on Patreon, offense, defense, every single play, all 22. That's up on Patreon. Um, and again, as soon as you join there, it's everything's locked in. Uh, so that's there. So really appreciate you guys. You are, as always, man, you are just the best that there is. Um, cannot say thanks enough just for allowing me this platform, right, and the encouragement and all those things um, to keep and just turn it, tuning in. How cool is this, man? Four times a week we hang out. If you're with us on Patreon, six to eight times a week, uh, it's incredible. A lot of a lot of positives coming with the 49ers Rush podcast. Wait till we get good at football. <laughs> Whatever. How fun is this? Is how fun is this going to be when the 49ers are good again? Because it's happening. Like I I I know people are negative and whatever else, and it doesn't look promising right now. It doesn't. But, man, there are so many positive pieces. We have the best left tackle in football. We got the youngest quarterback in football. It's going to take him some time. Debo's on his first contract. Ayuk's on his first contract. Kittle came back his very first game, 100-plus yards receiving. Lakin Tomlinson, one of the better guards in the NFL. Defensively, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Like, there are great pieces. Just got to get – we just got to get uh, – we just got to get there. So close. So, don't go anywhere. Love you guys. You're awesome. And as always, stay strong, faithful.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.